Welcome to the HU Piratship Podcast. What's up, everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. You can also find us on all social media platforms. And you can also find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. So definitely be sure to link and subscribe so you get updates of all of our new episodes. It's year seven and episode number 61. I'm your host, Big Rick, along with Hamptonite from the HU Ship. You ready for the battle? Of the bay. You know what, man? I mean, it's been so long. It's been uh when did we last play them? Twenty seventeen. Lord have mercy, twenty seven. It was that long ago. Yep. We had we had Delman Williams, um, Sean McKenzie. Oh, uh, that was a that was a weird game. That was a game where I guess Owen Obasui had like at the last second of the game when they threw the Hail Mary, like mushed the quarterback's head. You know, it's just wild game. Wild yep. game. <laughs> it is wild. So this game is likely to be wild again. Some really good offense being played and interesting defense. So this should be a good game. So we'll talk about that real quick and get uh, folks uh, ready for the game. Um, so we'll go through the Big South uh, scoreboard real quick. Some interesting, thing, interesting things there. Then we'll uh, discuss the MEAC scoreboard, cover the rest of the HBCU football world, and then we'll jump into the Battle of the Bay. So, Big South scoreboard. Um, interesting games here. You know, Howard lost a close one to Robert Morris. Uh, Robert Morris uh, won that game 22-16. to 16. Uh, Interesting, the most interesting score of the week, though, had to be Holy Cross beating Monmouth 45-15 to mm-hmm. 15 at home. They beat the brakes off of them, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. who, who saw that coming? Uh, Charleston Southern, they almost beat East Carolina. That was a game. They uh, East Carolina won 31-28. Uh, to 28. Even from the first podcast of the season, man, I've been calling – Charleston Southern, my uh, dark horse to make some noise in the conference. So um, they might do that based on this score. And North Carolina A&T beat North Carolina Central 34 to 17. So that game, I, I mean, this North, Norfolk uh, A&T is kind of like they're beating them in the way we used to beat Norfolk State uh, a while ago. But one thing I did say to some uh, Aggie uh, Central fans is that I don't know if this rivalry is going to be close anytime soon. And, you know, I, I think if A&T is able to keep their program the weather together, the way it's been going, going to the big South should help them to make the program mm-hmm. even stronger. They're going to get some more interesting recruits. They should have more budget um, for football. So in theory, their program should continue to get better at a rate better than central. So, I don't know how Central will close the gap. They might, but, you know, it might be a while before 
Central gets back on top of this rivalry. So is that out of line? What do you think, man? No, no. They better, you know, still concentrate on basketball with Moten <laughs> because <laughs> I honestly don't see uh, them catching up with the Aggies, you know, honestly. I mean, I love Central. I think um, a beautiful campus, great, great, great school. But um, I just don't see that level of fervor that the Aggies have, you know, Eagle pride ain't amplified in North Carolina central. So, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, watching uh, Holy cross did beat the brakes off of Monmouth. Ser- like that was bad Monmouth, yeah. you know, I mean, that was a, our, that was a team everybody was expecting a lot, a lot out of, and they lived a Holy cross of all schools. Hey, but they're, they're playing good football. They're Holy good. Cross. They're good. They're, yeah. they're three and one. And, um, Charleston Southern, you know, almost beat an FBS program, you know, that's big. And Gardner Webb put up 52 over Western Carolina. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah. I'm not knowing Western Carolina is on four, but they're still, that's Western Carolina, you know? So, you know, um, as far as the Aggie Eagle rivalry, you know, I just think that, you know, A&T right now is just, they're just a super, superstar, supernova program. And, you know, Central really hasn't really been special since, I mean, Broadway left. I mean, yeah, uh, what's going to call it? Uh, uh, did a did a great job. Who uh, it wasn't Ryan. It was a guy after Ryan, um, Mo, after Moses Ryan. But you know they have they no they did win the MEAC once. But uh, Central's football program still needs to kind of figure out where they are and what they want to do. But I mean A T is booming, and you know I just don't see it you know stopping anytime soon. Yeah, and then just one footnote to that. So you know I I live here in. Carolina, North Carolina. And, you know, my son is uh, AAU age and he's played on some AAU teams. So I've spent some interesting time on the sidelines and just some of the things some of these parents say, man, like A&T is going to be looked upon more favorably uh, by some parents just because they're not in the HBCU conference. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, man, I've heard I've heard craziness like that, man. I mean, oh, I've, no. I've, that is ridiculous. I've heard it. So somebody <laughs> needs to slap their parents. I know, man. My goodness. I've heard all kind of craziness. So yeah, we'll we'll see how this rivalry goes. But AT is in a position to keep winning. So um, yeah, that's enough with the Big South Me Miak scoreboard. Uh most interesting game there. Well, two games to me well, that we haven't spoken about was Norfolk State beating St. Francis. And that's a great win. I mean, normally. Uh, Norfolk State, MEAC schools just fumble those games. Um, but Norfolk State, like, won that game decisively. And without fumbling and stumbling and bumbling, they legit- legitimately beat St. Francis. So those folks are proud of that. I'm proud of them. That was a good win. And then Merrimack, man, I never – I thought Merrimack used to be, like, a Division two program, but maybe I was crazy. But I'm, they beat Delaware State 47-10. Delaware mean, State. <laughs> come on, man. Jeez. I mean, mean, (laughs) of course, you know, I mean, I think sometimes we I mean, we know when we see these uh, these uh, smaller programs that they're better, they're better funded than, you know, a division one program. You know, they put their resources all the way into this program over at Mary Mag. And so the players there, you know, these are guys that should have been on a division one school or they probably I think I think no, I think they are D1. 
I, I thought okay, at some point in time, okay. they, yeah, there's another yeah. name school with a similar name that's like D2, but yeah, yeah they're Division One now. Well, least, yeah, you know. well, I mean, yeah, they beat the brakes off of Delaware State. That's nothing new. I mean, Delaware State <laughs> gave, gave up that game to Georgetown. So, you know, they, Rod, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the head coach of Delaware State, you know, who's a lifetime alum, you know, he just knows he has a lot of work to do. You know, it's, yeah, I mean, you, you got somewhere. I mean, you still be competitive in the MEAC, but, yeah, you ain't really winning that. So, um, but as far as Norfolk State being St. Francis, I'm not going to say that's a shock because Dawson Odoms, man, he's yep. a difference maker. Yep. So, so, no, it's not a shock. And honestly, I think they were, we knew that they were a program on the rise uh, uh, with when they had Jawan Pooley Carter. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Congrats to Norfolk State on the victory there. Uh, that's it for Miak a light week there. And then some other HBCU football notes. I'm just going through the interesting games. Um, not much in the swag. I'm, I'm still inter- I'm still surprised that Bethune Cookman is struggling the way they are uh, in the swag. They lost to Alabama State 38 to 24, and Alabama State hasn't looked all that good. So I'm, I'm surprised by that score. Uh, were there any other interesting games in the SWAC for you this week? Um, you know, definitely the Bethune game. Um, I did see a bits and pieces of Alcorn State and Arkansas Pine Bluff. In that game, I mean, literally, Pine Bluff was up 23-7. Oh, right. 26-7 at the half. And then they then this is the wild part. They gave up 19 points to Alcorn in the third quarter and 13 points in the fourth. And I'm just sitting here like, you got to be kidding me. Mm. Alcorn State, you know, I mean, they had they had Alcorn State dead to rights, and it was over. And they literally, they literally came back. That was interesting. Oh, yeah, I watched um, that game. That was, a, yeah, almost like a week ago. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, even I, when Pine Bluff was up, I, I just never felt like they were better. It just felt like Alcorn State, were, they weren't ready. Like, they had all yeah. that stuff going on with the trainers and whatnot. Yeah. They, oh. It never felt like our, our Pine Bluff was better at any Absolutely. point in that game. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, I didn't see the Grambling game, I guess the State Bar Class, State Fair Classic, but it looks like they have finally moved away from those two quarterbacks they had, and they starting that kid out of New York, Noah Bodden. So they said he's extremely raw. But, I mean, I'm interested in seeing how that kid, you know, um, progresses. But uh, when I'm talking about my, how the mighty have fallen at Grambling, mm-hmm. man, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, this is my thing. Some I think when they had Kincaid and Martez Carter, and, and uh, those guys were superstars. You know, they really ev- um, elevated that program. But I think sometimes it's almost like, you know, they caught a super high with those guys and, you know, they just weren't able to recreate that. Everybody thought Hig- Higbottom was going to be that guy, but, you know, Higbottom, he's not even starting in Tennessee State. So, I mean, Broderick Fobbs, this is, to me, this is, this is really his coaching style because, you know, you, you fooled us with Kincaid and Carter, you know, anybody can win with those guys, but um, let's see. What kind of rabbits you can pull out the hat now with uh, with Biden? So, um, but that's it. But yeah, the big surprise I'll say is Bethune Cookman. Mm-hmm. Shocking, shocking. Um, 
Yeah, hopefully they turn around. I'll still be watching them in FAMU from afar just to see how they do uh, in, the SWAC, in the SWAC. So, yeah, be interesting to watch them. And then just Division Two uh, games, some CIAA and SAIC action. I mean, they're uh, since they're so close, you know, here I watch a lot of those games too, especially if not much going on. The game I thought was most interesting to me was uh, Winston-Salem State losing to Elizabeth oh. City State. Oh. I mean, I remember watching that game before. Even their coach, the head coach, um, name just slipped my my, my tongue. But uh, he was Winston like Salem or yeah, uh, Elizabeth City. Winston Salem. Yeah, yeah he was I like, we can't overlook too. this team. You know, yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. and they overlooked them and they got beat. Like that's yeah. that's not good, man. I mean, yes. Elizabeth City State, they were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they ooh, they. Ooh. Like they would just got beat, what, 69 to whatever, you know. So <laughs> they just turn around and just beat up on Winston Salem. That that one to me was a that's interesting. Yeah. And I was also uh their coach, I think Bill Hayes, he was being celebrated at the field. So to lose that game with Bill Hayes there, that's I know he's pissed, it. man. Yeah, that's like a disaster. Um yeah. Other team that looks good is I don't know if you watch them at all, but Bowie State. I mean, apparently they're pretty good, um, and they've been just stomping people for a while now. So they beat Livingstone forty nine to nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they did well, it. Are they getting that Maryland talent? Is that where Bowie State is getting? Uh, they just getting PG talent. They just okay. Getting like a, they just getting <laughs> a bunch of them, you know, them knuckleheads that couldn't go Division One. You know, uh, they just kept them in state. You okay. Know? There's but a lot. Bowie's, yeah, it's a lot, but Bowie State can't get past Virginia Union. Virginia Union, that's where the country boys play. And we know about Virginia Union. Yeah, we do. I think I always looked at Bowie State, it's just too pretty. And Virginia Union is <laughs> too rough. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they'll get past them. Um, and uh, Virginia Union just beat the uh, mess out of Johnson C. Smith. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's nothing really surprising there, though. No, nothing at all. And I guess in the SAIC, the only game that was interesting to me there was uh, Alabama A&M and Tuskegee. That game was closer than you thought. So sometimes, you know, uh, it's close. They Alabama A&M won 45 to 35. So I don't think anyone, especially with uh, Glass at the quarterback, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, nobody would have expected it to be that close. But well, you know, Maynard's, you know, he's never been a stickler for defense. So, yeah, he don't care. He just wants, he, he just, care. he said, as long he as we outscore you, that's it. I don't care. Yeah, he just wants the ball last. And yep. This, <laughs> the interesting part is the coach, one of the coaches for um, Tuskegee, uh, actually went to high school with them. He hmm. put, you know, he put on social media that uh, Glass needs to be in a, a camp this fall. <laughs> Like, mm. seriously, if you don't get a camp invite, then people are crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's Mate Maynard. He's good with the quarterback. So he got uh, uh, he got Watford in. And Watford's he sure still did. playing. He, he sure uh, is. He's still, he's still starting in, uh, well, I think, what, Hamilton now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, that's some interesting games from the rest of the HBCU landscape. So, yeah, let's move on to the Battle of the Bay. So, it's a love-hate relationship with Norfolk State. It's kind of like that cousin that you love and hate. It's Norfolk State. I uh, got no beef with them. It's like a little different rivalry from Howard. 
um, you know, they try hard in Norfolk State. They are comfortable with who they are. So they don't they don't seem to take themselves too seriously. They'll laugh at themselves and say, yep, this yeah. is us. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Norfolk State, man, y'all cool with me, man. We still got to beat y'all because you, you're good. You do talk some good trash. So we, we hopefully will get the victory here. Um, Odom's, you know, he's, he's a good coach when we, when he got picked up, uh, Hampton, I was like, oh, he's going to get them straightened out and he's already done that. Um, so, you know, Norfolk state is feeling really good about themselves and rightfully so. And between the two teams, Hampton and Norfolk state, uh, this is a three, three, uh, three wins for each side. So yeah, yeah. this will be the tiebreaker. Um, let's see Norfolk state. They are two and two. They lost to at Toledo 49 to 10, and they lost at Wake Forest 49 to 10. Now, see, both of those games I watched, uh, like the condensed games, like Norfolk State lost those games because uh, special teams and just stupid stuff. Like they weren't like physically beat up. Like when we played ODU, like that was like, hey, what the heck's going on? But Norfolk State, that those games, they moved the ball at times. They were really competitive in those two games. And then they just beat up Elizabeth City State, you know, 63 to 26. And of course, we talked about their most recent win over uh, what's the name of these guys? St. Francis. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're good. They're, they're strong. Their defense flies around. And uh, they got that quarterback, Pooty. Is that his name, Pooty? Uh, yeah, Jawan Pooty Carter. Okay, yeah, Pooty Carter. And I think he was a freshman when we played him in 2017. You know, yeah. he was good then. You know, we saw it then. But, um, I mean, we definitely, I would say, like, the interesting thing about the Battle of the Bay, it felt like when we were, I would say, in school at Hampton and, you know, coming up, the Battle of the Bay was much bigger. I think we looked at it more. That was the the main rivalry out before Howard, way before yeah. Howard. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we would go to the D.C. for the games, but I was mainly just to go to D.C. for the weekend. But the Battle of the Bay, you know, I remember I used to work at Waffle House off of Mercury Boulevard. You know, oh, you did? Hampton. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to fight? Oh, man, I, I can't believe I did that stuff, man. <laughs> you know, and I honestly didn't really need the job, man. It was just like, uh, it was like your last year, you need to make a little extra money. And I couldn't, I worked the night shift too. Like the, I worked the club shift, the drunk shift. Like everybody get out from the alley. It was just right, right, right there. Yeah. And it was just, wow. You know, but <laughs> you know, it, it's, this is the interesting part. When I used to work there, um, a lot of folks be like, yeah, man, I'm here to battle the Bay, man. Hampton, um, Norfolk state, man. You know, I'm about to hit the game up when these were the locals. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I just felt that that always stuck with me. Like, man, this is this is the game. And I've always felt that way, you know, like, you know, when we were at Hampton. But then I think after, you know, as time went on, it's like I think as the programs began to slide, you know, right after Joe Taylor's departure. And then we kind of had like the run of the mills in there. And, you know, and then they had, you know, they had Pete Adrian. Adrian had them playing. But, you know, it's just like both teams had to be competitive at the time for the rivalry to be good. And so I think since I would say probably after like 2006 and seven, maybe, maybe, no, I'm sorry, maybe after 2004, you know, the rivalry just kind of, I'm not going to say it fizzled because they had some good games in between, but it just wasn't what it was. You know, it was a, 
you know, people used to, you know, it was a, it's a wild game. But what the interesting part is the basketball rivalry is still just as hotly contested. Yes. At, but the football rivalry isn't anymore. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that, you know, it's just both sides haven't been competitive and the games have been very lackluster. And so I feel like the community is kind of like, yeah, you know, I might go, you know, but, you know, wake me up when basketball season starts. I go to that game. Mm-hmm. And so I think if there was something to play for, then, you know, it would feel better. And the fact of the matter is Hampton didn't have any Hampton nor Norfolk State weren't fighting for a number one seed or a number two seed or, you know, to win the MEAC during the time. So that's why it, the game kind of lost its luster. I do remember, um, you know, back in high school, not high school, when, when we, uh, when my freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, we used to play uh, Norfolk State, and them dudes come over there, they were rough, man. <laughs> yeah. When I, mean, I say rough, rough. And, you know, those um, those games were like just, they were like, they were brawls. And, you know, it led to a lot of, I remember we had a joint party. I don't know who thought of that. Up there in uh, Holland Hall, and the brawls just broke out. It was just, it was just bad all the way around. But that's when the rivalry was um, had its intensity. But now I think about it. Now it's like, it's like I have coworkers that are Norfolk State alums, and you know, it's like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, just like it's like, you know, it's like it's not as venomous as it's not even close as venomous as it is with Howard. Because not close, nope. No, because Howard, it's like, it's like how I think people want to get the fist fighting on it, just like we talked about last week. But with Norfolk State, it's just like, ah, yeah. And plus, I think we also have a common enemy. You know, it is the 757, you know, for both of us, you know. You know, the Virginia pilot, you know, at one point, man, they were like, anything negative about uh, Norfolk State, you know, they would want to put in the papers. Mm-hmm. You know, to, when they were talking about, oh, oh Old Dominion is looking to buy Norfolk State, like I wish you would. I mean, really? <laughs> I'd be like, man. Oh, first of all, this is my whole thing. Buy who? You, buy HBCUs ain't for sale, my man. You know, St. Paul's College went out of business, and yeah, <laughs> people are trying to buy it, but as you know, we're trying to buy it. Morris Brown went out of business, but Morris Brown back in business, so. So no, I mean, there's no going to be no purchasing of anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like every time, you know, you just kind of felt like, and then sometimes if you read like some of the comments, you know, I hate doing it, but you know, it's always, they call it a diploma mill. No, nah, no, Norfolk State is not a diploma mill. Don't ever say that. No. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like when we see that stuff, it's more like, nah, it's like, you know, put, put, put the rivalry to the side, you know, it's like we got to defend our brothers and sisters over there. But at the same time, though, you know, I mean, it, it, but that's what kind of makes it like, oh, man, it's like, like, I, it's like, oh, man, we still don't like y'all, but, you know, we like y'all, like y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, if I think about some moments that we did have in basketball was when their te- uh, their cheerleader elbowed uh, one of our cheerleaders. And I talked about that last week. But mm-hmm. uh, so <laughs> that was a little bit interesting. But as far as football is concerned, man, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, uh, if we're looking at our team as compared to their team, Joan Carter, man, 
Ooh, Lord, 775 yards, 10 touchdown passes. I mean, he's, uh, well, right now he's at what, 61.8 percentage, you know, completion percentage. You know, that's not bad, you know, but, you know, it's, you know, it's something that we could play off of, you know. Um, uh, Justin Smith, you know, he has, he leads the team in yards and um, he's pretty good. But uh, outside of that, you know, the other guys are kind of, I would say they're good, but, uh, you know, I feel, well, our secondary is a problem too. So (laughs) I kind of got the feeling that, you know, if this probably could be a shootout game, um, I do think that uh, if we definitely win the turnover battle, similar to what we did with Howard, we'll definitely be good. We'll definitely be good there. Uh, But, hey. We got a running game, so and we and we can utilize all four of those guys, you know. So if we can continuous continuously keep that clock running, and we just keep little pooty on the side, <laughs> then we good, you know. You know, first of all, man, that dude need to change his name. Don't call yourself pooty, man. I know it's probably I'm I know it's probably from a family member, hey pooty, you know. But ah. Oh, Please don't put that on the resume, son. <laughs> you ain't, I don't care where you at. You ain't getting hired. So, <laughs> but, uh, as for, but for the rest of the uh, Spartan family, especially the ones on MEAC fans, you know, I hate all y'all. I mean, I'm, we're kidding. We're kidding. Spartan Ghost is cool, but we do not like, what's his name? Uh, what's that dude named? G- Jeebus? You know? Oh, Jebus and the old sport. Yeah. I think that's the same yeah. dude. Oh, whoever that dude is, man. I mean, honestly, it's like we talked about this a couple of times, you know. I mean, comparing, you know, our institution to some sort of minstrel show. I'm going to just keep it real with you, bro. I mean, if we ever bumped it, if we bumped into you in person, man, it won't be going smoothly, man. I'm just telling you. I mean, you wouldn't be talking that. Dr. Proclunk Therapy School and yeah, all that little, you know, that Mr. Mumble talk you be talking. It wouldn't be none of that, you know, it's just be straight up like, you know, never mind. All right, you know, I'm good. But at the end of the day, uh, this would be a good win for us if we are able to pull this game out because Dawson Odoms, we saw what he did at Southern and he's seeing what he's doing it now. So if we, I just want to win this game. I don't want to lose this, especially at home. So hopefully we can do something good. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, one one thing about the rivalry is that, like, the, the guys are really close. Like, I, I, you know, when we went to school there, I didn't really know a lot of uh, local folks. I knew some, but not a lot. But then, you know, my brother, just through a stroke of luck, went to high school at Bethel. And he played high school at Bethel. And, uh, you know, he was recruited, but he decided not to play college football. But uh, when Hampton and Norfolk played, like Hampton had, you know, three guys from Bethel on his team, you know, that he played with. And Norfolk State had four guys, you know, so like everybody knew each other. So Mm -hmm. that was just, you know, that just made it much more intense. And even I saw it today, I just saw some of our players and like basketball players, you know, just on social media, just, you know, nice banter but going back and forth with each other because they all know each other because they you know we you know so much you know the schools in Hampton Rose produce so much talent and a lot of guys stay locally so that adds a lot to the rivalry so for that from that perspective we got to win just to help recruiting and keep that edge there um so yeah man I mean you touched on it on it earlier man but I think the keys to the game 
I was really for us is to stop the run. Like you can't let mm-hmm. Pooty do his thing. Pooty, I'm gonna keep saying that. You can't let Pooty do his thing and then let the running backs do their things. You can't, they can't do both. And given the way our secondary has been playing, they should be somewhat better after the bye, but maybe not. So you can't give them both. So you got to stop the run um, and at least, you know, make them one dimensional, take your chances there. Um, next thing is they got to contain Norfolk State defensive line. They're really active. So, and they have 12 sacks on the season so far. So yeah, they, 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 they can get pressure. Um, yeah. Special special teams. Oh, what's up? What's up with the sacks? Any thoughts there? Just, you know what, man? Just a couple of quick passes. Keep them, keep you know, keep them going in the wrong direction. We could do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no long passes. You know, I mean, well, until until we figure out what we're gonna. But we have a good offensive line too. I mean, yeah. so so I think we're okay there. Uh, special that special teams though that they have. I mean, ours hasn't been. I mean, our kickoff coverage has been good. Our kickoff return has been good, but. Our field goal, you know, we can figure that out more so. Yeah, because the public states, theirs have been bad. Like, they've had a lot of issues there. So if there's – and even ours have been lackluster, yeah. average, pedestrian, yeah. but Norfolk states at times have been just bad. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, yeah, but this is my thing, though. This is what scares me about our special teams. When we miss a, uh, and this is, I've seen, we've seen this for, the, for two straight games, um, two, two games. First game was Virginia Union. When we missed that field goal, they went, took it right back and scored because of the, we lost momentum. Yeah. Same way when we were at Howard, when we missed the field goal, I think in the first quarter, and it, they went on a two-play scoring drive. Those momentum shifts are huge. So we're able to just just get just to connect on those field goals. We'll be fine. Yep. True indeed. Um, yep. Get those field goals. Win the turnover battle. I mean, that's cliche, but, you know, sometimes you can over lose it and still win, but not against what we've seen with Norfolk State so far. And, you know, I think Hampton will win this in a close game. Now, here's a thought, Hampton. I, now, this is – I don't know if this is good or bad, mm-hmm. but if Hampton – wins this game decisively mm-hmm. it will be Prunty's best win while at Hampton yeah I I could I could definitely say that because I don't think we've he's had a best win I would say yeah it would be that one um so because this is a legitimate team it's a legitimate program that can possibly win the MEAC so if we win you know we could uh and, and it's another good thing we can use this for momentum and carry us into the next couple of games. So to me, this is a key game. Yes. This is a real key game. So, and I'm kind of glad it's scheduled now or like, instead of us playing, like we play Howard, then we play Norfolk state, then we'll have Odin minion. So I'm, I'm glad that we're coming off the bye week. I'm hoping we're ready for this game. Gotta be, gotta be. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, what's that? Uh, Jeff uh, Parcells used to say, you know, this is why you play the game, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. This is why you play. I mean, you play yeah. to to beat these, win these kind of games, and get yeah. momentum yeah. and carry yeah. forward. So if 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 you don't want to play this game, you really should not be playing football or any sport. So yeah. this should this should be easy. Hopefully, you got all their yeah. focus and everything. Yeah. 
I think our maturity on offense is a good thing. We have a very mature offense. I like what Jet Duffy is doing. Of course, we got Jada Kiss. That line is mature. And I do like how Burris and um, Burris, you know, Butts, you know, and White and Robinson, you know, and we can't leave out Robinson, you know, like those guys, those guys really could run and they run smart too. They run, they're, they're smart players. So that's a good thing. I do like our defensive line run stuff wise. They still got to kind of figure out the pass rush, but if our linebackers are able to contain Carter, we'll have a good game. Yep. True. 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 Don't let them get out of pocket. Don't let them run. Yep. And don't let him slice you up in the middle of the field because he'll do that. So, yeah, because he'll do And he's good on. And that's another thing is Howard, not Howard, but uh, North, um, Norfolk is good with the crossing routes. And that's where we got carved up all last week. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. They, yo, they, they looked at the film and they started getting giddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, they start getting giddy. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, McCombs hopefully got them boys straightened out in our secondary and um, they can be ready and they'll be ready for the initial stuff that Norfolk State brings just to take advantage of what they're doing. And then, you know, they should know what we're doing to correct that as well. So hopefully we got all our bases covered from when they switch it up a little bit. So yeah, it'll be a chess match. If you're watching this game, watch the secondary. Yeah. So, all right, man. Hey, this will be a, a good game. I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the Hampton victory. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Go Pirates. Peace. <laughs>